Welcome to Coach's Corner. So because I'm on maternity leave, we wanted to mix it up on the weekend for you. All the Wednesday episodes are fresh coaching calls I pre-recorded before I had the baby. And this episode that you're going to hear is an old coaching call that I did several years ago that was one of the crowd's favorites. So maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, maybe it's a good time to re-listen to it. We can always learn more when we re-listen to something as well. So I hope you enjoy this coaching episode. This is episode 63, How to Beat Fear and Self-Sabotage with Jake. Welcome back, everybody. And today is actually the day before Thanksgiving here in the States, where we focus on gratitude. And I just want to express my gratitude to all of you for listening, for being fans of the show, for writing ratings and reviews. And if you haven't done that, I'd be super grateful if you headed over to iTunes and and gave the show a rating and or a review. And I just love this community so much. It's, It's growing and spreading. And I love that so many of you are interested in healing and transforming and just the vulnerability and courage on this show is just so awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for telling your friends about it. And thank you to all of those of you who've been guests on the show. So I'm really grateful because this week's episode and last week's episode were both male callers, which is awesome because having all different kinds of races, ages, backgrounds, and gender is super important to me. I truly believe in oneness, that we're all connected, and I hope that you're seeing from all the different callers that have been on this show that you resonate with that separation is truly just an illusion. Sure, we may be diverse in terms of how we look and where we're from, et cetera, but we're all human. We're all human and we all are just longing for belonging and connection. And speaking of belonging, I want to speak a little bit about some of the masculine and feminine dynamics I'm seeing out there. I hear from a lot of women that sometimes they struggle with feeling like they don't belong in quote unquote a man's world. I can understand that for thousands of years, we have lived in a culture where the masculine paradigm led, but that is shifting, which is amazing. And it's, this is not an againstness against the masculine. This is more about a rebalancing so masculine and feminine can be in flow and in balance together. It's important to also keep in mind that the feminist movement, or whatever we want to call it, really officially began in the 1960s. So it's just fairly new. No, we're still really coming into rebalancing this energy. So it's not a time to get discouraged at all. But there are ways men feel like they don't belong either. I've heard from countless men about how they struggle to fit in into what are thought of as more feminine things like going to therapy or being more vulnerable, going to a personal development workshop, listening or being on the show, pursuing more creative endeavors that feel less manly. So I think it's important to realize that collectively, we are all going through a transition about not only what it means to be a man or a woman, but what it means to be human. More and more people are starting to question old paradigms and rules that we were told we needed to follow. And you'll hear in my coaching session today with Jake how that is exactly what's up for him. He thinks he's stuck, but from my point of view, he's really at a crossroads from continuing to let old programming and belief systems drive him to making a strong commitment to move past the fear of old paradigms and step into his full potential. So as you're listening to my session with Jake, consider, are you a man who is questioning your career path or purpose? Or perhaps you are with a man who may be questioning his career path or purpose. If so, this session will be very insightful. 
Is fear something that is stopping you? Fear of failure, fear of what people will think of you, perhaps even your own success. Do you relate to sabotaging yourself, taking two steps forward and two steps back? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my session with Jake. And whether you're male or female, it doesn't matter. I know that you'll get some great insights from this episode. Hello, Jake. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. And um, my question is, how do I get out of my own head? I've reinvented myself once or twice before. I'm a man over 40, unfortunately. And I, how do I get out of my own head if I have the time, but need to move forward in my life and sort of reinvent myself professionally again? Well, what's your head saying to you? How's it stopping you? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll try and be brief with my backstory, but I spent about a, a decade as a journalist and I spent another after that sort of ripped my heart out the deeper I got into the broadcast journalism world, which I, I don't suppose will surprise any of your listeners. I went into sports and I did about a decade in that or a little bit less in that. And now I'm feeling like there's things going on that are sort of drawing me back towards that space again, whether it's your podcast or the Joe Rogan experience where I heard you the first time or things like the Rubin Report or just the Young Turks. There's other things that are alternatives to where I started that are being feel like they're pulling me a little bit back in, but I, I can't get out of my head and I'm very obsessed with my age. Okay. And you're what, early forties? Yeah. Early forties. Exactly. And you think that's old? I don't think it's old, but I have certain responsibilities financially and otherwise, you know, I, I got in my head and when you, I was working with a professional sports league where whenever anyone would hear what I was doing, you know, who I was, oh, you're so lucky. But the reality was, is it was one of those things that sounded better than it is. And I feel like I sabotaged myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And eventually I just basically got fired. And now I'm in a situation where mm-hmm. I have a mortgage, I have kids, I have a lot of these things and I have some time and I still have passion, but I can't move completely forward. And I'm, I'm fearful. Okay. Yeah. I hear that. So back to my earlier question, what is your inner dialogue like? What is your head saying to you? Well, my inner head is saying that it's an amazing time to be alive, right? You don't necessarily need, um, massive studios or, you know, upper management or, or huge dollar sums of money. But I took some time off to write a book about my first year of parenthood, and I really felt like that was going to, and I self-published, and I got all of that done. I, I mean, put it out there, and people who read it seemed to love it, but it really hasn't propelled me, this about five months ago, it really hasn't propelled me forward mm-hmm. at all in any mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. You know, you sell a couple hundred copies of a book, that's a few hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing, and this is sometimes the expectation looking in, like people that are sort of on the outside looking at people, you know, like Joe Rogan, for example, who's doing a lot of these these big things. It it doesn't take just one thing. You know, you can't rely on just one book or just one podcast. It, it, a lot of people in the entrepreneurial industry are doing all different kinds of things. So it sounds to me like 
you you have this sort of competing intentions. There's this part of you, Jake, that's like a self-starter, that's creative, that's motivated, is aware that there's amazing opportunity. But then you've got this other part of you that's very fearful, very sort of tied to practicality, reality, and some limiting belief systems about security, providing, all of those kind of things. So it's kind of like you take one step forward, one step back, one step forward, one step back. And when we pursue things with such a high degree of attachment, like writing the book, thinking it's going to be it, oftentimes that level of attachment can sabotage it. Okay. Those are very pertinent and, you know, points that hit home for me. You know, I I remember recently hearing Mark Zuckerberg say, you know, what people don't realize about when I started Facebook is I had 10 things going on and Facebook was the one that hit. So I would say this, I, I, I would say I'm someone who's still passionate about a lot of things. What I did for the major sports franchise was I was a video editor. And I I like video editing. It's the last place you get to be creative, you know, before something goes out into the world. But it was also very isolating. If you get stuck with someone good, it's great. But if you get stuck with someone bad, and oftentimes they were just, you know, people I I did gel with or I didn't gel with, it's it's horrible. And, you know, from my, my career as a journalist to go from that to that, You know, if you get stuck with some bad people, it's not a pleasant experience. So getting back around to my point is I still love doing the editing. I still write. There's something going on right now that I'm sure your audience and everyone is aware of called 360 Virtual Reality and Augmented Reality Video that I'm very interested and involved in. And and I'm just, I'm trying to focus to keep my hands in enough things, but also I have to figure out a way to make a living. Right. So let me ask you this. If there wasn't the mortgage and the kids and all of those things, if you could do whatever you wanted, if you were, since you have a story about your age, if you were 25 instead of early 40s, what would you, what would you go and do? What would you want to do? Well, I think I would actually like to build an audience. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like there is an opportunity out there to create real conversations, especially in light of this recent election, to create real conversations about issues that aren't as um, sort of dumbed down and polarizing as the news media is doing. And I've been working on a pitch for a show called The Devil You Know, and I don't know where to bring it. I don't really have the contacts for that, but I basically have all the skills you would need from the writing to producing to editing, to create that kind of program. I don't know how much money it would take to get it started. I have a rough estimate, but you know, you put it up on YouTube and if people like it, they'll come find it. Right. I mean, you have to market it. Right. And there's also ways to market it and there's also ways to drive traffic to it and all those kinds of things. So there is ways to learn that information. And, you know, part of what being an entrepreneur is it's it's one creating the content, but then it's also learning how to build the business. And the good news is there's tons of that information out there. But what I want to come back to is something you said earlier, because I think that this could be at the core of why you've got one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake, and you're in your words in your head. You said you sabotaged yourself. And we all kind of have different patterns. They're archetypical patterns that we play into. Some people, it's more the victim. Some people, it's more the saboteur. There's just these different kind of behavioral patterns we get in. So I want to 
ask, and, and even in a small way, the way your self-talk is going right now is acting as a saboteur because it's kind of stopping you from taking some of the steps. So just reflect back a little bit in, in your life and consider it for a moment. How often in, in subtle or obvious ways has this sabotaging pattern shown up in your life? Um, it's a good question. I have a propensity to not follow through. So that would be the major thing. Like, in other words, you're one of those people who I can get a lot of people to nod their head and and either agree or get excited about something, but then I don't follow up. However, with that said, I, my wife, bless her heart, who's been super supportive of this whole thing, um, you know, who also must be scared, has said to me when I wrote the book, I want a hard copy of this book on the show. I was like, well, maybe it'll just be an ebook. And I, I did follow through on yes. that. And I don't know if it's as much sabotage as I feel like, and I know you said don't place all your eggs in that basket. I feel like even though I got good reviews, it's up on Amazon. Check it out. But um, I, I was ineffective in some ways. And it's kind of that demon, those creative demons in your head that sort of say, you're a loser. Nobody cares what you have to say, whatever it would be. And it's hard to sort of, and, and I know you got to get over it, but it's hard to sort of duck, pick yourself up and dust yourself right. off and say, you know what? You got to keep going. You got to keep going. And that should be marketing, still be marketing that in the background. Yes. But here's, so only three to 5% of our behavior is conscious, which means that a good 95% is driven by unconscious programming that comes from past issues, belief systems that were instilled in us as we were growing up. And this saboteur thing that you play out, how it seems like it plays out inside of you is low self-worth. There's a part of you that works really hard to make things happen. Um, but there's, uh, it seems to me just in listening to you and sort of just tuning into you that there's almost like a low, do I deserve it? Like, am I good enough for it? There's some self-doubt at play here. Does that resonate with you? There's no doubt that that's part of it, but I'd have to be honest in saying that I can't really pin that on, you know, my parents or my relationships. I mean, I'm not denying that that's something I'm battling with. I just, I couldn't be like, well, you know, my dad always told me I was a jerk. You know, I've had really good support systems. So what I would ask you is why? I mean, Mm -hmm. I've been successful. I left the East Coast. I made a life for myself out here. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I created a career in journalism when that sort of went to how... I became a video editor. I've been able to do things. So so why? Why, why would I have low self-worth? Right, right. Well, and again, like we, this isn't about blaming anyone. This isn't about blaming parents or blaming it on the issues. And so many humans, Jake, have low self-worth. It's something that so many of us deal with. And especially, you know, I think men are in a very, very interesting time because just, oh. just like the paradigm for women is shifting, the paradigm for men is shifting. You know, they're used you to- ain't Exactly. So I think a lot of men are asking the who am I question and like, what is my purpose? And, you know, I know that I'm quote unquote supposed to provide- for my family and everything, but like, what about my dreams and what I want to do and how do I navigate being a man with having these sort of inner drivers as well? So, so my, where I think this may come from, 
and this is just my my sense, and you can tell me if it resonates, is um, I can tell you're a manly, masculine man, and I also get from you that you're highly creative. You're highly creative. And that's, quote, unquote, more feminine energy. I'm not saying you're feminine, but I'm just saying it's a highly creative energy. And I think that you've been in situations, the sports world, the journalism world, the corporate world, wherever it is, where there's been a lot of structure and a lot of this is the way things are and you've made it work, but it's never felt totally right. And I think that a little bit of why the doubt comes in is because you see yourself in these contexts and these environments and you're like, wait a second, like I don't really fit in here. I don't know what it is. And so I think that's where the self-doubt started to creep in because you weren't like everybody else that might've been in that world. And that creative part of you, that part of you that doesn't fit into like the system structures and kind of the the old masculine paradigm that's that's really starting to crumble, that part of you was always like, where do I fit into all of that? And And that's to me, where a little bit of the doubt came in because there was just some confusion that happened, consciously or unconsciously. Yeah, very, very insightful. Um, you're right, because I've been inside the corporate world, but I've been sort of peripherally employed by it sort of as a freelancer. Yeah. And circling back a little bit to uh, one of your previous episodes with, Al- with Aubrey, I heard, you, I heard him and you both, I think, talk about being in the fire. Yeah. And that's sort of where I feel like I am. Yeah. I also feel like uh, vulnerability is okay, but it's not necessarily weakness. Right. But it's tough. It's very yeah. tough. Yeah. Yeah. So here would be my recommendation for you. Are, are you working now or, or are you in the in-between stages working on figuring this out? Uh, I'm a out? freelancer, so I pick up what, what's considered days. So I pick up days here and there. It's a struggle right now. I can't lie. Um, right. But I'm not fully unemployed, but I'm scrapping right now. Okay. Okay. And do you believe, 100% believe, and I really want you to answer this from a gut level, do you believe that you can make a living and support your family, not just like pay the bills, but live a lifestyle that you really want to live doing your own thing and following your creative impulses? I don't know. Okay. Great. So. Great honesty. So this is what I would recommend to you. You're in and you're right, you're right in the flow with everything that's happening in the US. You know, I've been really saying that this whole election has um catalyzed this massive uncertainty and 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 almost like a little bit of chaos. But in order for true transformation to occur, a lot of the shadow stuff, the darker stuff has to come up and we're, we have to go through sort of the, a period of a, a little bit of a shakeup for true healing to occur. And it seems to me like you're right at a crossroads from stepping into what your purpose really is, from really being connected to that purpose that's so important for all of us and especially men and letting go of old personas and paradigms that you've tried to fit yourself into. And so one of the main reasons you might be in your head and why clarity might be a little hard is because you're in a recalibration period. So what I would recommend that you do is, you know, either invest in a coach, which is always the best investment that you can make on yourself. If that's not financially possible, really start to consume you know, the leadership books, the the personal development books that work a lot with belief systems and shifting thoughts. I also really recommend the book Way of the Superior Man by David Data. Do you know that book? 
I am reading a Tony Robbins book right now just to really try and, you know, keep my mind open to what I thought was one, what I once thought was hokey stuff until I started to take a good long look at things that are working for people. Can you repeat the name of that book? Way of the Superior Man. Got it. And, and look, you know, look at some other things too and, and really work on shifting because what's going to need to happen for you to believe that you can do it as an entrepreneur, which in my listening to you, it sounds like you really do want to go out and create your own thing. The freelancing may be something that you can be grateful for that can sustain you for a while, but it sounds to me like you feel an impulse to go out and create and build something. Am, am I, I do. And yeah, that that's accurate. And I do, but I, I really, and I don't know why I'm stuck on this age thing. It really doesn't matter. People live longer than ever. There's no shelf life on, you know, connecting to an audience, but it does feel like it's a little late in the game for me to do completely my own thing. I, I would say going back, circling back to your other point is that there are a lot of things that are exciting right now in terms of technology and and getting visual and video content out in the world. There's 360-degree video. There's I'm playing with drones. And and sometimes it seems like I'm just wasting my time, but I don't don't think so. I just don't know which one's going to hit. And I also need to manage my time a little bit better, I think. My wife's on me about this. So so I I have a couple recommendations for you. First, the age thing. That's just your fear coming up with reasons not to go for it. So every time you have a thought about your age or a judgment about your age, I really want you to go, oh, okay, fear, there you are. I acknowledge that you're there and I choose to believe something different, okay? And the other thing is what's the advantage about your age is that you've got a good two decades of experience on you, Jake. You're you're not starting out. At, you, this isn't a total starting at the beginning. You're not starting at the beginning. You're going to use all of your experience, all your contacts, and we don't know how this is going to play out. You know, by doing the inner work, because if you really work on shifting your belief systems, looking at the way where you are hard on yourself, where you doubt yourself, where that fear comes in, and really work on shifting your your brain chemistry, like shifting your beliefs. Another good person to research for that is John Asaraf. And I think his – I'll put this in the show notes, guys, if I didn't get it right, but I think it's his site is Neurogym, but it's all about – rewiring our brain and rewiring our thoughts. And that's where I'm encouraging you to focus on now and to get really clear on your purpose in terms of essence. You don't have to know the exact form yet, but be really clear about, you know, I'm here to blend technology and creativity to get messages and entertainment out into the world. Like whatever it is, I'm just throwing out things. Just get really clear on what that essence is and and really clear about what your vision is. And it's going to take getting some of those old beliefs out of the way and and updating them and reprogramming your mind. So you love technology. Our brain is the most sophisticated piece of technology that will ever be invented. We won't, you know, so it's like use, use your love for technology and how we can shift things with it and create things to shift your own brain. And at the same time, 
start, keep investing in the things you love, like virtual reality. Yes, that's coming. You're, you're on the cutting edge of technology. So look at maybe there's, you know, meetup groups you can join. Maybe there are people, you know, that you can research on LinkedIn who are doing those kinds of things. Maybe there are people in your network that you can contact. And as people are starting new businesses or new projects, maybe there's ways to get involved. Here's what I know to be true from my own life and working with so many people at this point. When we shift our consciousness, when we update our programming, when we're aware of the ways we sabotage ourselves, criticize ourselves, doubt ourselves, and limit ourselves, see how that served us for a while because it kept us quote-unquote safe and work on inserting the new programming so that we shift our belief system, the opportunities that we start to not only just think of but actually attract start to become more in alignment with that, which what we really want. Is this making sense so far? It is. It is. And I'm, I'm already in the process of doing a lot of the things y- you awesome. you mentioned. I've reached out to some people in the VR world and offered up my services and it didn't lead to the exact thing, but then I did something else and they, they introduced me to someone else and nothing is quite panned out. But what I had noticed is when I did, when I actually really honestly put myself out there like that and committed myself to really wanting and offering up my services, it did, it did create some motion. I also am sort of on, you know, and this again is, is my really supportive partner's idea more than mine, but I'm, I'm doing something called 28 days of gratitude where I'm literally every morning getting up and just writing 10 things down and then thanking the universe for those things. They're sometimes really personal things like your children and your friends. And, and there's sometimes things like, you know, coffee and chocolate almonds. And, right. and you know, so, so, I mean, I, I'm in the process of doing a lot of the things you're saying. I am incredibly fearful. Right. I'm sure you can hear it in my right. voice. But. Yes. And that's the part. Well, I'm telling you, that's, that's the part that has to shift. By, by doing a lot of the things I've recommended. Because doing the gratitude is great, but that's sort of like, well, I don't want to clean up the kitchen, so I'm just going to go clean the bathroom instead. Like I want you to directly deal with the fear. I want you to think of things, make a list of things that you can do over the next 40 days. Pick at least 10 things over the next 40 days that scare you that you can do. Start looking at this fear head on. Because right now what it is, Jake, is it's not even real fear. It's what if followed by a negative statement. What if this? What if this? What if I fail? What if I can't support my family? So it's all psychological fear. So I want you to start working with that fear by making a list, 10 things to get you out of your comfort zone. And over the next 40 days, doing them. So you start to see how courageous you truly are. Because courage, we don't, we don't develop courage by waiting for fear to go away. We develop courage by feeling the fear and moving forward anyway. All right. It can't be reckless things, obviously, but there are some things that have have come up, which even in a time where I'm sort of scrapping financially, I've been battling back and forth with, you know, investing in certain softwares, you know, that for this virtual reality stuff, perhaps a camera rig, things like that, where, you know... My wife especially, because we have a mortgage and children and things like that, she's like, you know, maybe just rent it or whatever. And so it's sort of a it's sort of a half committed thing, whereas I'm like, you know what? 
five grand's not going to make the difference one way or the other, but I don't know, you know? So again, I got the list, 10 things that scare you that I can confront directly, do them over the next 40 days. I'm definitely there. I'm starting to think about them right now, but it's sort of, again, it's a battle with, you know, things that scare me because I'm putting myself out there. And then there's sort of practical fears that include finances and uh, other things. Sure. But if you, if you don't start, if you keep playing it safe and you keep letting fear win, this will never shift. It will never yeah. change. Fair enough. And like I said, you're at you're at a tipping point right now. You're at a tipping point. And the more you fill your consciousness with all the things that scare you, the more you're going to feel that. The more you feed your consciousness and your brain with the belief systems and the experiences that get you to start to trust yourself more because that's part of the saboteur self-doubt inner critic part two is self-trust. You've really got to trust yourself, trust your skills, trust your intuition, stay in integrity with yourself. That's a big thing with the time thing too. You know, it's like it's like making a schedule for yourself and sticking to it. It's blocking off, you know, certain amounts of time to get things done. Just like, I mean, you were, you were totally on schedule and ready at our schedule time today. You show up for other people. You show up for appointments. It's making that same kind of integrity and that same kind of commitment with yourself. Here's the other thing, Jake. You wouldn't be attracted to all these podcasts. You wouldn't be on the phone with me right now if you weren't ready to make this change. But you're really going to need to man up in a, in a new paradigm kind of way and not let yourself get sucked into so much of the fear and conditioning that all of us, but I'm speaking to you as a man in particular, have gone into. There's so many men that are so, so, so scared to take a risk, to step into their purpose because, oh my gosh, the responsibility, and I don't, I don't know if I can do this. And, and, and they, they end up staying where they are out of fear and feel like they never live into their full potential. And what I'll say is, Yes, it can be risky, but I'd rather take some risks in my life than have regret because you can't well, get and that, that time. Well, that scares me most, not living up to my full potential and just sort of settling, um, number one. Number two, I want to hear from you, Christine, if this is a cop-out. So much of the business that I'm in, and I know you started out in this business based on, on, your, on your appearances, um, is, is like youth-obsessed, and, and, and that's fine. I mean, I get it, but, but I feel like experience isn't valued all that much. Is that a cop-out, or am I am It's I a reading? total story. It's a total cop-out and story. Okay. Yeah. If you believe that your age is going to be something that holds you back, then it will. If you really believe and see that your experience and your wisdom and your professionalism is something that's going to be an asset, and again, early 40s is really young, um, if you really see it that way, this is all about the lens you look through. And the lens you're looking through right now is very limiting. And it's causing you to suffer. It is. And that's where the reprogramming of both your suggestions and, and some other people is, is something I'm, I am taking very seriously. Like I've got a, one of the things that I had on my notes, and I don't know if we're running out of time, but one of the things I had on my notes is here I have this time with my family, with my children, with my friends. And instead of enjoying it, because I had been working for many years, you know, a couple of jobs and writing a book, instead of enjoying it, I'm, I'm stressed to the gills and I'm in my head. So 
Do you have any suggestions on that? Sorry yeah, well, that. there. that's okay. Well, there's the saboteur showing up again. <laughs> Right. So I would, I would actually do something like put a rubber band around your wrist or get a special watch, something physically on your body that you can, I mean, honestly, I don't believe in like hurting ourselves, but even like I've given this tip before, even like a little rubber band around your wrist and every time you're not in the present moment and you're not enjoying your family, just give it a little pull, not to hurt yourself, not to cause pain, but just like to literally snap yourself back into the present moment. Yeah, put you in the moment. Put yourself in the moment because again, this is that saboteur coming up and you're going to want to really like appreciate this time. And the more you love and appreciate where you are, you know, the the more you attract more of that. Success breeds more success. Accepting where we are brings more acceptance. Gratitude brings more gratitude. All of those things. So you you have the awareness, Jake. You've you're a student. You know this stuff. A lot of what I'm saying to you is a reminder. It's time to start letting it integrate by really making a conscious choice daily to when that mind drifts away, when the old beliefs comes in. You know, I use in in my book, Expectation Hangover, on the mental level, I use the analogy of a horseback rider, that our mind's like this galloping horse, but we have to hold the reins and we have to know when to go, whoa, and we have to know when to redirect it. So this is this is like big for you. This is really a it choice is. point. This is a total choice well, point. And on top of what you said, not only do I know it to be true, but I know the opposite to be true because I didn't really need to get fired from my job. I could have coasted along, but I started to get really negative and nobody wants to be around that. And I get that. And I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you because you've spent a lot of time telling me about the past. And what I'd love to complete this with is you telling me what you're committed to for the present and the future. What are you a commitment to? What do you stand for? I am committed to rewiring my brain into positivity and possibility mm-hmm. in the present. Mm-hmm. In the future, I am committed to figuring out a way to earn a living on things that I don't have to apologize for, things that I have passion about, things that are exciting, and whether it be journalism or virtual reality, there are a ton of exciting things going on. I am also committed to being an example for my kids and my wife and my family. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear how important that is for you. And you can do it. You already are doing it. This is already starting to shift, Jake. It really is. You've got to believe in yourself. Be that example to your children of someone who believes in themselves. Someone who leads with courage, who shows up, who doesn't play small. I like it. I like the sound of it. You can do it. You can do it. You wouldn't be talking to me right now if you weren't ready and capable. You wouldn't be able to be in this conversation. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some commitment. Reprogramming our brain and shifting our belief systems is not like, oh, take a pill and voila, it's all done. It takes commitment. But eventually with enough practice and enough commitment and enough intention, it does shift. So keep going and please do not let fear sabotage you anymore. Fair enough. I like it. I do. I, 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 
I have that feeling in there, but I'm also very excited. I'm also very hopeful. There's a lot of things that that are possibilities and I'm exactly. excited about. So. And the line between fear and excitement is a very fine one. So when you're fearing, feeling that fear, just again, re, reframe it, shift it into that excitement. Because a lot of times, you know, uncertainty can trigger fear. But what if uncertainty could trigger excitement instead? Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? It's possible. It's possible. So I want you to keep me updated on that list. 10 things, 40 days. I will do that. And I'm going to make that list today. 10 things that scare me that I got to do. And I, again, I can't thank you enough. Very inspirational and just some real practical tools to help me move forward. So thank you for your time. So as you heard, Jake was very in his head and had a lot of fear and a lot of thoughts and a lot of trying to figure it out. And when we're so in our head, it's very hard to connect to our intuition. So we have to stop asking why, 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 why? That's one of the ways we get out of our head. Sometimes it's helpful to know, you know, why we are the way we are, but we don't always need to know everything. We don't need to psychoanalyze ourselves to death. We need to be aware of the patterns and self-limiting beliefs so we can shift them, but knowing their origination is not always 100% necessary. And one reason I didn't want to take Jake down the road of investigating his past is because he was already spending way too much time analyzing the past and worrying about the future. I wanted to get him connected to the present moment and to commit to some action steps. Now, I will say that I have a bit of a guess that part of his why in terms of why there is so much fear is because, as he said, he did have a pretty easygoing upbringing with not a lot of drama or trauma. And often feeling that degree of comfort and not having to go through a lot of challenges growing up or playing it safe in our life often makes it harder to take risks as an adult because we don't have enough experiential evidence that we can recover from failure, risks, and things that scare us. That's why I had Jake commit to doing 10 things in 40 days that scare him, pull him out of his comfort zone so he can start to trust himself more and doubt himself less. It is so important in his case, and for so many of you listening, to move from awareness to integration, and you only do that by taking action. You may know a lot about what's holding you back, but until you actually take actions to shift it, it's merely psychological entertainment. Now, I said to Jake, man up, and I didn't mean that in a derogatory way. We all need to man up or woman up by stepping into our full potential and by not allowing old, outdated paradigms of the way we're supposed to be hold us back. And I want to speak directly to the men here. I have a lot of compassion for today's man. I feel like it's a bit of a confusing time to be a man. Like I said in the intro, the last 40 to 50 years, there's been a lot of women's empowerment and liberation, but I've not seen a lot of support out there for men. Even at personal growth events, with the exception of maybe Tony Robbins, most of the people that I see at more of the emotional, spiritual events are women. So what I want to say to men is that it's okay for you to be vulnerable, to talk about your doubts, to admit the fact that sometimes you are confused about who you are and how to find your purpose, and to really encourage you to be part of redefining what it is to be a man today, to be powerful without overpowering or discriminating, to be strong without walls around your heart, to be successful on your own terms and not on those that society deems acceptable. So, To wrap up a few takeaways and assignments for everyone listening, you really heard how much fear stops us and how so much of fear is made up. It's what if followed by some kind of negative scenario, and you're not going to overcome fear just by giving yourself a pep talk. 
You must go out and engage in behavior that pulls you out of your comfort zone so you can develop trust in yourself. Maybe you make some mistakes. Maybe you fall on your face a few times. That's okay. When you see that you can get back up, that's when you develop courage. I'll just give you a short example from my life, especially right after my divorce. I was so scared to go to places alone, networking events or parties. And at first it was terrifying, but I knew I wasn't going to change anything if I just sat home and watched Netflix. I had to go. I had to change my inner dialogue. I had to make myself uncomfortable. I had to learn how to walk up to people and just start talking to them and feel confident going places alone. And now I do it frequently. And I can walk into a room and sometimes maybe there's a little nervous energy, but it doesn't stop me. And it only shifted when I started taking action. Also, and if you relate to sabotaging yourself, then it's time to look at where self-worth and self-doubt is robbing you of stepping fully into your potential and commit 100% to rewiring your brain and updating beliefs. You've got to work out your brain, everybody. If you want to change your body, you take it to the gym, you work it out. Every day you invest in that. Same thing with your thoughts. You can't just do like one positive thought and expect it to change. You got to rewire it. And if you're interested in the resource I mentioned, it's myneurogym.com. Again, myneurogym.com. It's a great resource for learning how to rewire your brain. And also stop obsessing about what you think is a liability. Like in Jake's case, it was his age. And maybe for you, it's your gender, or you, your looks or where you live. Again, this is just fear, false evidence appearing real. Whatever you think is a liability, look at how it's truly an asset. Like I coached Jake, his age gives him two decades of experience that a 25-year-old doesn't have. And finally, integrity. Show up fully for yourself. Be your own word. Make these commitments I'm encouraging you to make and don't break them. And if you do, renegotiate and start again. For example, if you start a 40-day practice and you skip a day, then renegotiate and start over again. Integrity, showing up for yourself, honoring your commitment is another way you build that self-trust. And when we have self-trust, we have less fear. You can do it. I believe in you. Take the action steps commit fully and go for it. There's no more time to waste in terms of stepping into your full potential. It's not too late. You're not too old. You're not the wrong gender. It doesn't matter where you live. No more excuses. Now's the time.